right, what's going on? Welcome to episode 38 of White Heat, presented by Godzilla Media. JJ, I know you're sipping coffee, trying to get warm, trying to wake up. But have you heard that uh, the uh, the weather people, who, you know, they're 90% wrong, but they're talking about a uh, an elongated winter for the Northeast. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, they're talking about uh, the potential for colder temperatures and snow all the way into parts of april yeah no they need to they need to stop that yeah well that's just a reminder that our good folks at johnstone supply and troy they're there to help you to get through the cold and the snow and making sure that your furnace or boiler is able to handle the extra workload that is needed to get through those cold days and bullshit of the ice and the snow and all that jazz and hey, well, you know what are you gonna do when it breaks down? You gotta make sure you uh, you figure things out. So that means you gotta call Johnstone Supply in Troy, Sixth Avenue in Troy, five one eight two seven two fifty nine twenty two. The crew at Johnstone Supply they'll give you the advice you need to get out of the dilemma, whether it's just fixing a part or two, or maybe you just need a brand new furnace or boiler. The, if you haven't already made the change, make sure you go and check them out because they have new high efficient Goodman furnaces and Navy and boilers. So again, stop in, check them out at 6th Avenue in Troy, or give Johnstone Supply a call, 518-272-5922. Talk to Tom, Kevin, James, or Rob, any of them. Let them know you heard them. You heard about them on White Heat as part of Godzilla Media, and they'll be sure to hook you up well. And that all being said, Mr. Alexander, we had an interesting weekend of pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got some stuff to get into. Um, mm-hmm. there's only one thing I got to say about it, really. Oh boy, you 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 have a, a statement of summation you'd like to give? If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. You asked for it, so. <laughs> I, I didn't know I asked for that, but okay, that's good. You that asked works. on Twitter. You were like, can we get a live version of that on the show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I did ask. Yep, yep, I did. I did. Yep. I walked right into that one, didn't I? Yep. Yes, you did. I only kept it short because I don't need you getting demonetized. <laughs> yeah, let, let's 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 not do that. Um, all right. First things first on the realist. Let's start with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and yes, I just Never mind, forget it. Um, so New Japan just keeps doing New Japan things, apparently. <laughs> um, over the weekend, they crowned a, f- a couple new champions. Um, first off, um, remember that that uh, that bullshit I brought up with uh, Suzuki and Toru Yano and the Is fans getting to vote on the match? Yeah, yeah, needless to say, Toru Yano won so. He's carrying that king of pro wrestling thing now. Oh, wait. But we have another 10 months, well, nine months or whatever to fucking worry about that. Uh-huh. Um, but we also crowned two new legitimate champions in New Japan over the weekend. First off, we crowned new junior heavyweight tag team champions. Uh, Taguchi, who... I'm not sure if he's most well-known for this, but he's most well-known to me for this. Was when he back in the day when he tagged with Devitt 
And that eventually led to Devitt forming Bullet Club because mm-hmm. he turned on Taguchi in order to make that happen. Uh-huh. Um, so Taguchi is a junior heavyweight tag team champion again now with uh, Master... Is it Wado or Wado? I always fuck this It's Wado. Wado, okay. So Master Wado and, and Taguchi, they beat... They won a four-way tag match um, that included the now former champions Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask as well as Suzuki Goon, which was represented by Desperado and Kanemaru. And uh, Bullet Club, which was represented by El Phantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. And then the other new champion crowned, which I'm happy for the dude. But now it's just a matter of, okay, does New Japan really believe in him Hmm. as a singles act? Or is this just a transitional thing? Right. Um, Sonata defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi <laughs> to become the new U.S. heavyweight champion. It's very odd. The timing is odd. Um, the, 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 what's really odd, honestly, about the whole thing with Sonata is that if you go back to like 2018, 2019, that's when the hype was real about right. Sonata because, like, while him and Evil were still being very successful as a tag team and their bookings as a team, mm-hmm. you would see performances in, say, um, the G1. You would see Sonata in occasional singles matches with guys like Okada or... I think he's. I think he had a couple matches with Omega back in the day too. Probably where you saw that there was potential there for Sonata to be a legitimate singles. I don't know about star, but at least a relevant cog in the wheel, right? On the singles side, and then that all just kind of died out, really, especially during the big part of the COVID times, because Evil took off as a singles guy himself and doing his own thing now at Bullet Club. And now he's holding us. I believe he's part of the six-man, the never-open-weight six-man tag champ, if I remember correctly. And Sonata just kind of faded into the background and wasn't really... He didn't really have a place. And now all of a sudden, out of the blue, he's the U.S. heavyweight champ. It just... The, the timing yeah. seems very, very odd to me. I feel like they strapped the rocket to the wrong partner back then. As far as them going to evil originally. Uh, then. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard... Do you say they should have pulled the trigger back then and evil right. should have been the one that was kind of... Yes. Yeah, I mean... If you go back and look at the – if you're going based on fan reaction, I would definitely agree with Sonata having yeah. been the optimal choice of the two. Um, yeah, it's it's just – it's all – anytime you talk about a tag team going separate ways, it's always an odd situation to try and figure out because, you know, you're not right. necessarily going to have two single stars on your hands – 
Right. So it's now, so then it becomes a question of who do you pull the trigger on the most first? They right. went with evil, kind of worked, kind of didn't. So now mm-hmm. they're kind of like, maybe this is kind of like their way of trying to go back and go, okay, we kind of are admitting we fucked up, kind of not admitting it. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this works. It, maybe it's their way of trying to right a wrong, but it's maybe too little too late to try and right yeah, that wrong. I agree. Um, yeah, it's just it's all a bit <laughs> odd to me. Um, the other big thing that came out of New Japan this week is a revelation of a 48-person New Japan Cup bracket. Ugh. And there's a peek at it. So basically the way it works out is... A bunch of three ways. Um, no, it's not even three no, ways. No, they're not three ways. People they're have buys? Oh, Jesus. 16 people are getting buys in the first round, and I'll remove... I noticed the banner is covering that up, so we'll take that out. Okay. So 16 men are getting buys in the first oh, round. the fuck? And then there's 16 opening round matches. So the 16 men, and I'll work my way from top to bottom, left to right. Oh. The 16 buys are Master Wado, Tenzan, Dick Togo, Kanemaru, Fale, Gato, Kojima, Fujita. And then on the right side, it looks like Ishimori, Doki, Sonata, El Fantasmo, Tonga Loa, Tiger Mask, Tama Tonga, and Minoru Suzuki. Which is interesting because then you look at some of these, these opening round matchups... I mean, I'm just taking a look here for starters. Uh, Let me see here. I mean, I know the the one that struck struck out to me first off was Ishii taking on Takagi. Mm, Yeah. I mean, the rest, I guess, kind of makes sense as far as the way things are set up. Romo Takahashi uh, against Show. That's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, if everything else, I guess, makes sense. It's just the buys are just super random. Yes. To me, uh, as far as who got them, in that regard. Um, like, and I did they say what this is for? Is it for a title shot? Is it for, or is it just just because? Like. Excellent question. I am going to pull that up. was like what I was asking you yesterday. I was like, but why? <laughs> so because it really wouldn't make sense for a title shot because Okada's in it. So this all starts, by the way. Um this all starts March 2nd and goes all the way to the finals. The semis and finals will be held on March 26th and 27th in Osaka, Joe Hall. Oh, Jesus. So, so this whole thing's taking place over like two weeks? Uh, three and a half, roughly. Jesus. Uh, so singles champions have been allowed in this. So that's obviously there. Um, They're trying to say that apparently Okada requested a face El Desperado, which okay, whatever. Um, oh, this is all just them telling about the entries. I'm trying to see if I can find. 
I mean, I don't see... Like, Okada's pretty much got an easy fucking dance card through this whole thing, no matter who wins in the other brackets, all the way up until the finals. The finals is when it would get interesting. Let me take a look here and see... I try to look at a non, well, not anonymous, but sec, like third party sources and see if they. Of course, uh, can I tell me? Um, what else? Yeah, I can't find anything about. Like, I feel like this is just another just because tournament. For single elimination, no point systems. Uh, there's really no. Yeah. Which is weird because I remember correctly in the past. In the past, New Japan Cup was. A well, obviously a smaller, yeah. Um, but B, it was essentially to have like a mid Carter or somebody that's on the fringe, but not quite there to be a number one contender to get a title yeah. shot. Um, but let me take a look at this because you're so you're saying Okada pretty much is an easy road of it. Um. Yeah, in the past, the only, it's always the only been legitimate for a title match. The only legitimate contender I can see in Okada's bracket, and I don't even know if it's really, would be Goto. Right. That's the only, and that wouldn't be until the finals of his bracket. The bottom left bracket. I mean, obviously Tanahashi, Naito. Yeah. Yep. Jeff, I'd even throw in Jeff Cobb, maybe. Mm. Top right, Kota Ibushi. Depends how much of a hard on they have for ZSJ, Sonata, no. Osprey, right. and then bottom right, obviously. I mean Ishii and Takagi, yeah, uh, and they're both face each other in the first round. Yeah. Um. Evil. Hiromu Takahashi. I. Uh... Yeah, but yeah, I'm just. It's it's like it's an annual tournament that's supposed to be the second most prominent heavyweight tournament besides the G1. And it's supposed to be for a championship match. But right. you've got the champion there. And he's not even getting a bye. Like, right. Like, I, I, I don't see the reason this year. I like, I mean, there's a couple matches there that I think will steal the show. I think Great Okan and Ibushi will be amazing. I think I think Jeff Cobb and Togi Makabe is going to be a sleeper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just very. I don't know the whole the whole purpose. I don't think it really is a purpose, honestly. Right. It's more it's just, just for, the, just for the sake of having it. It's just for the sake of carrying on the fact that it's, they've had it every year, more or less. Right. Well. Obviously, we'll keep tabs on that as it progresses through the month of March. Uh, in the meantime, hi. 
I JJ. I call it from the top to the bottom. Now we're here. Um. Before we, fuck it, we'll just jump right in. Ha! Um, so countdown show. I mean, they put Trey Miguel defending the X division title on the countdown show. Yep, like that's what we're doing now. Well, because usually that's where the digital media title goes, but they put that on the main show because reasons. Yeah. Um, and then they had. Havoc beat Tennille Dashwood in a singles match. Then the actual pay-per-view started. And they opened with an X-Division number one contenders match. Where Jake something beat Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Speedball Mike Bailey. Why am I... Why am I drawing a blank on who this Jake something is? He was Jake... Him and... He was Jake Diener. Him and Cody oh. were the Deaners, and oh. then what happened was Cody turned heel, oh. and then he lost yeah. the Deaner name. So ever since then, he's been Jake something. That makes fucking sense. It's fucking terrible. Um, your best friend Jonah beat Black Taurus. <sighs> um, who cares? Um, bu- 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 <laughs> confrontation backstage sets up a tag match for Impact. Who cares? <laughs> Jay White beats Eric Young because we didn't see that coming. Deanna uh, Perrazzo beats Miranda Alice. Who cares? Yeah. They put Cardona and Jordan Grace in. Not the semi, like the no. middle of the show, basically. Yeah, and Jordan lost by DQ. What's the fucking point? Because it and keeps then, Jordan looking strong, and she can still go for it if she wants. And then she attacks Cardona with a chair. Okay. Yep. I guess. Um. Then after that, we had ba ba ba. What was it? All right, so this we had stupid fuckery. Yeah. Um. So we've got Jay White essentially throwing God out of Bullet Club because reasons, which ain't gonna fucking happen. Like they may they they had they did the turn and everything, but God are fucking old school Bullet Club. Like, right? You can't kick them out. Like. <laughs> So basically what happened was Jay White gave Tama Tonga a Blade Runner, which led to the Good Brothers doing the magic killer on Tama and getting the pinfall to retain the Impact Tag Team titles. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the long and short of it. And then Jay White and the Good Brothers and Chris Bay all did the, the two suite in the middle of the ring. Right. And then Tama Tonga went off on social media because that's my boy. Right. Um... Tasha Seals cashed in her ultimate X, but ends up losing to Mickey James. So Mickey James is still the knockouts champion. And then the Hi. match we were all waiting for. Um Moose and Morrissey. Ha <laughs> Got you there. Um Moose beat W Morrissey to keep the world title. Oh no, yeah. I was going to the next match. Hi. Yeah, then we get to the match. You you really well, that was actually the main event. 
Um, it was the Otter No More versus Team Impact match where um, the stipulation was that Team Impact won. Honor No More would have to leave Impact. Obviously, that didn't happen because um, I thought Eddie Edwards was in the match. Oh, did they pull him from the match? Yeah. Interesting. Team Impact ended up being Swan, Bully Mac, Chris Sabin, Rhino, and Steve Macklin. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because Eddie was injured. Because of the yep. So let me fast forward here. Bum, bum, bum. So peace. Uh, all right. So Edwards gets in the ring, attacked the team with a team impact with the kendo stick. Kenny King ends up crawling to get a pinfall mm-hmm. and get the win for Honor No More. So Eddie Edwards basically turned on Impact and joined Honor No More. What have I been saying every week for the past four weeks? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm fucking well aware. <laughs> um, so Honor No More now consists of Eddie Edwards, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, Kenny King, Vincent PCO, and Maria Canellis because everybody needs a hot for life. Um, so the thing I really want to bring up is... Because obviously we're we're getting closer and closer to Ring of Honor returning with um, Supercard of Honor uh-huh. on WrestleMania weekend down in Texas. Yeah, and now that you've had the Ring of Honor group go over, and you're mm-hmm. furthering the storyline with Eddie getting involved, mm-hmm. does this kind of show the hand that's being played right now? And that maybe, and plus also factoring like Ian Riccoboni is coming in on commentary mm-hmm. at at one point. Does this now like show the hand that's being that's been dealt right now? That maybe Ring of Honor, in the midst of figuring shit out and reopening in April, that we now have a case where Ring of Honor and Impact are in cahoots together. Mm, I don't think so. I think Sinclair Media allowed the Ring of Honor name and the property to be used on Impact to an extent, but I believe once it once Ring of Honor reopens, I believe that Gresham is going back, obviously, because he has one of the titles. Riscos are going back because they have the tag titles. Mandito will be there because technically he's still got a title. Um, but as far as Taven, PCO... Kenny King, I think they're staying in Impact. I don't think they're coming back to Ring of Honor. I was just saying, Taven, PCO, Kenny King are stay. And Bennett and Maria. You think Bennett and Maria, they're going to stay as well at Impact? I think everyone that was part of that invasion is staying. Huh. Okay. I think basically the impact offered the money and they took it and they got locked in. Gresham got brought, got brought in for a little bit just because they wanted to work this angle, but right. he's ultimately going to go back to ring of honor. Basically like because ring of honor released everyone from their contracts. I think what they did was they pulled aside Gresham and the, and the Briscoes and anyone that had belts at the end of, at the end of, uh, 
uh, final battle mm-hmm. and said, listen, we're going to bring you back. We just need to, you know, re- re- sign a non-disclosure and we will, and your contract will get renewed on this date. And they're basically not saying anything about it. As far as everyone else, they got, they got left to the wind. So that's when they started signing with other places. Uh, just like uh, how WWE uh, snapped up Quinn McKay. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, honor the honor no more stable is staying in impact. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. Just to me, it's interesting to see how to see if this plays out in anything more than what's being seen right now. Um, I think now that they finally did this bit with the turn and everything, now is everything's going to fall apart because they don't know what the fuck to do with them. That seems to be a common thread when it comes to stables and impact wrestling. It is. It's we get we do the whole build and here's the blow off. And then after that, we're like, shit, what do we do next? They never think of the next step. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very, 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 very true. Because let's just think back in time. Aces and eights. That's obviously the most noted example. Um, <laughs> what's that shittastic thing they did with Hogan, Bischoff, and Hardy? Was like Immortal or some shit like that? Immortal, yep. Um, should I even I'd even say main event Mafia was? Yeah. Like they formed, they killed everyone, and then nothing, nothing. Um, Decay, the original Decay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just been, it's been, Fortune. I was going to say Fortune, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was leaning towards, yeah. Yeah, it's all, yeah. Yeah. Very awkward. Yes, it is. Uh, All right. Get your notes out, JJ. Shit, yeah. My bad. <laughs> Get your notes out, motherfucker. Gonna grab my notes, gonna do the thing. While you're doing that, let me set the stage real quick. Um for everything that AEW is trying to build to. <laughs> so Revolution is their next pay-per-view happening in Orlando on March 6th. There's three officially finalized booked matches as of right now. They are as follows. Britt Baker defending the AEW Women's title against Thunder Rosa, Mm -hmm. which... Hmm. I think we might see a title change there. I'm going to go on record and say right now there's going to be a title change, only because... There's like, I think it's going to be one of those cases where, and we'll get into it obviously as we go through the results from Dynamite and Rampage. I think this is going to be one of those things where Mercedes Martinez disappears and is not spoken of for two or three weeks. Well, two mm-hmm. weeks it would be. And then she ha- shows up and helps Thunder Rosa beat Britt. That's a possibility. But. We'll we'll get into that a little more when we go through the results of Dynamite. Um, 
Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the AEW World title has been officially been booked. And then I'm sure you could go off on a whole rant on your uh, on your own about this. Um, CM Punk and MJF are going to do a dog collar match. So I actually I was sitting there watching it. I was like, this is going to be one of two things because they're obviously they're all Punk is doing now is Punk's greatest hits. I've been saying that every week. It's Punk's greatest hits. So he's sitting there. I'm like, okay, you need a few. You need a blow off. All I could think of was the Punk Raven feud. So I'm like, it's going to be one of two things. I was like, it's either going to be Dog Collar or Clockwork Orange House of Fun. It was Dog Collar. Which and it, we'll <sighs> jump into that in a minute. All right. Do you have your notes out, sir? Yes, I do. Because I have my notes. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Let's let's begin. Um. So the show opens with the the punk promo. Yep. And when she alludes to the what was that? Starcade '83 with Piper and Valentine. No, it was. I don't think it was Stark. It was in Portland. Because he said Piper in Portland and all that stuff, and that was when they like. Yeah, but the actual dog color match, I think was was it? Jay, I thought that was Jim Crockett. I thought that was Starcade '83. Maybe I don't remember. Because I I know that there's been I know the Piper in Portland thing because that's what um, MJF says. MJF says. But I think right. the actual Piper Valentine dog yeah, color. Because I remember, I remember it being. Player for the gold. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Valentine and Piper collar match was Starcade '83. Okay. So even ah, even though Cody's gone, they're still recycling Dusty Road shit. Well, I mean, this was. I mean, this was probably in the. This was probably in the fire for a while. I don't True. think this was. This well, is no, see, completely with you know. I have this a theory. Done I have a theory. Okay. I'll listen to the theory. I like your theories usually. So remember a couple of weeks ago before everything fucking fell apart, how I said that um, MJF was going to do the job to punk and then Cody was going to be the first guy to beat punk. Yes. I feel like when the whole shit where they decided to go with Cody's leaving, they decided to take whatever story they were going to do for the Cody Punk angle mm-hmm. and place it on Cody on uh, on Punk MJF. You think Cody Punk would have been a dog collar match? Eventually, because all Cody does is recycle his daddy's storylines. Here's my here's my bigger problem. And the that. only other dog collar match that happened in AEW was Dustin and no. Camarado, was it? No, was it that was... a no, no, no? That was a that was a um. Fuck, what was it? Um, it was another dusty thing. Um, the fucking strap cowbell match. strap match. Oh, Texas bull rope match. Yeah, Texas bull rope. Thank you. Yeah, no, the only other dog collar match in AEW. Oh, was... Brody and Cody. Yep. Right. See? Yeah, because they mentioned that on air. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. 
So, so, but you're alluding to my my bigger problem. Okay. Name. Because I can't think off the top of my head. Actually, no, I can think of one other one, but I don't think it was as close together as these two are. Name another dog collar match that happened within two years after Piper and Valentine and JCP. Oh, geez. Um... Can I think of one other one, but I don't think it was that close to it. Was it? Oh, fuck. I'm drawing a blank. I, I wanted it wasn't wasn't Flair and no. The only other one I can think of was the Road Warriors and um oh uh Ivan Koloff and Oh the Russians? The Russians, yeah. That was a dog collar match? Okay. But again, I don't think it was that close. I, I want to say that was more like eighty. That was a ways off. Eight eighty nine, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, and I'll look that up. But, um, but yeah, but like that—that's my thing, though. Like, you literally just had this match less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, how? Like, there's no other way they could have gone to the next step with this. Nah, bro. Because they can't think of anything. Oh, that's right. It wasn't called a dog collar match. My apologies. It was called a Russian chain match. That's ah, uh, yes, okay. That's why I couldn't think of it against Koloff and Khrushchev, and that was in '85. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't technically called a dog collar match, but it essentially was a dog collar match, more or less. Um. Yeah, I just. Uh, uh, like, uh. <laughs> I mean, the promo. Did what it was supposed to, I suppose, but eh. right. I mean, like the whole like, okay, that was cute with the you know, be my Valentine because like Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day was, was two, two days, days prior. Before. Yeah, yeah. But at, it's at the same time because he was just like, I find myself without a Valentine. Like you're married, fucker. Shouldn't need a Valentine, fucker. Exactly. Because <laughs> like the wife was in the other room. She's like, isn't he fucking married? What's he talking about? And then I was just like, and then he put another color, and I'm like, oh, Greg Valentine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next was Danielson and Moriarty. Danielson wins. Before that. Oh, there was something before that. Okay. Go ahead. Because then we get the announcement of the way AEW books every fucking title match. We're going to have not one, but two battle royals to decide who two teams are to face fucking Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy at fucking pay-per-view. Oh, right. And one of those battle royals is going to be the night of the pay-per-view. The Casino Battle Royal. Can't you think of another name for it? If it's... An... Double or Nothing is the casino theme pay-per-view. You can't think... Ugh, fucking whatever. Because they no. don't know what the fuck... Um, to... Is it the night of the pay-per-view? I thought they were doing the one battle royal this week and then another one the following week. No, there's one. there's one this week, but... I just assume when they call the Casino Battle Royal, it's going to be during the pre-show. That's what no, I I'm assume. pretty sure the Casino Battle Royal is going to be the main event of the Dynamite two weeks from now. 
see here. Because it's going to take up a lot of time. And the thing, because like they did the fucking, it doesn't matter with the casino because they had fucking, fucking Adam Page win the giant poker chip on an episode of Dynamite. <laughs> oh, you're fucking right about the casino. Because that's the whole thing is everything about AEW was it was a gamble. Everything in AEW is fucking stupid. How about that? Let's go. Well, I agree. And fucking, like, someone had to explain to me, because, like, Lee Moriarty comes out with the headphones, and I was like, I thought that was the fucking acclaimed gimmick. And then, apparently, there's this whole thing where, like, there was some promo Lee Moriarty did on the YouTube channel about the AEW music division and how it's what keeps them going or some shit. I'm like, music? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. A music division? Yeah, let me see if I can... I mean, I know they have like apparently this CD that they had with. Oh, He's part of the new AEW music thing they're pushing and discussed what the music and the pre-match mask and uh, the, the headphones mean to him. Right, 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 right. So AEW is apparently doing something with music because they don't know what the fuck else they're doing. Still waiting for that goddamn fucking video game that we've been seeing screen caps for for two years. Touche. Touche. But they lost all their money on. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Whatever. By the way, aren't you happy that AEW is uh, invading Bridgeport this week? <laughs> oh, I haven't. Get, did, you, did, you, did, didn't I tell Go you? Go ahead and about... tell them. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. You so what's utterly hilarious is, and I don't know if this was done on purpose or if they're just that fucking stupid. I'm going to lean towards um, the latter, but go ahead. Uh, so apparently the travel, uh, the, the travel division of AEW, uh, books, the hotel rooms for all the talent that are going to be in town. Um, and there's quite a few hotels in Bridgeport, so I'm not quite sure why this happened, but they booked all the talent to be staying in a hotel in Stamford that is connected to the office building where WWE's new HQ is. Because that's smart. Yeah. Like, there is, or, or they're going to, oh, God. We're going to get some stupid-ass fucking promos. Like, you remember, okay, so I don't know if, I don't know if you recall this. Um, back in, like, 06, there was, 06 or 07, I think, it was when, Road Dog and Billy Gunn were both gone from WWE and they were doing the Voodoo Ken Mafia gimmick in TNA. Mm-hmm. So TNA was supposed to run a house show in Hartford or East Hartford. Okay. They canceled the show the morning of. Now, anyone who has a brain knows they canceled the show the morning of because of lack of ticket sales. Well, yeah. Because there, there was like, because apparently there were people waiting outside when they got announced that they got canceled. Like they saw the truck, like they saw the ring truck, like because they had the big TNA logo on the side and shit. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe forty people standing outside the gates waiting to get in. So low ticket sales because TNA did no advertising. So what happened was. Billy Gunn and Road Dog shot a promo in Stamford that night in front of Titan Tower saying that Vince is the one that got them shut down because they're afraid of TNA and blah 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 and all that shit. And it, no, it's it because and that was when they that was when TNA paid to have 
a fucking billboard, the, the billboard space for the billboard on I-91 directly across from Titan Tower. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just for the company. It wasn't for the show and it wasn't for like, yeah, it was so fucking juvenile. It was just like, no, um, people didn't come because you didn't advertise enough. And so, yeah. Uh, so I feel like we're going to get some jackasses doing promos in front of the WWE HQ because it's at the hotel. And we're going to see those like throughout the night, but we're not taking shots at WWE. No. That was Cody's thing. That was Cody's thing. Yeah. No, never. Did you see the bullshit where the fucking Young Bucks stupid YouTube show, uh, they did a thing where they gave Matt Hardy a piss test? Yeah. But we don't take shots at WWE. That was Cody's thing. Well, you know that Nick and Matt are fucking immature as shit, so does that always shock you? Personal experience. Um, By the way, you were correct. They're doing the one this week, and then they're doing one on the go home for the go home edition of dynamite the following week. Right. So good way to build up. Number one, why are you doing a three way for the tag titles? Especially when like you kind of already had a program you were building with the, like it was a shitty build, but at least you were building a program with the fucking gun club against fucking. Well, they were beat gun club on TV for the titles. They did. When did that happen? Was on a rampage. Yeah. The show you don't watch. Oh, so yeah. So the shit nobody watches according to the ratings. Yeah, so that's you know it's the same bullshit of AEW is let's just do battle royals. Like the let let's tell everyone we're an indie without saying we're an indie. <laughs> like and so like and we'll see if we if they played their hand with this shit where they have the fucking Bucks win one and fucking Red Dragon win the other. Because then, oh look, it's what I called. It's the custody of Adam Cole. Adam Cole on a pole match. Did I not call yeah, that? They'll, they'll put him on a forklift like Judy Bagwell. I mean, technically, you could use you could use a broomstick that it's taller than Adam Cole. <laughs> JJ. It's probably one of the only things that weighs less right now. <laughs> JJ <laughs> Let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, the fucking yeah, yeah, so Danielson and Moriarty. Shit went way too fucking long. That shit went through like two or three commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, no, that's I know you want to make the kid look good, but you give the kid one hope spot. Oh, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There's a difference between giving someone a hope spot and a match and making it a hope spot after hope spot after hope spot. And like Danielson knows better. Like it, there was no reason for this match to have gone fucking 20 minutes. Like this should have been a squash. Not his call. (laughs) Okay. And then, okay. So we get to the, we, we get to the, the 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 bigger part of that was the after match promo between mm-hmm. Danielson and Moxley. Correct. <laughs> so Moxley comes out pandering to the indie crowd. Okay. 
talks about because they were in Nashville. So he talks about how he was booked on this indie and then there there was a snowstorm and Danielson was late and Tracy Smothers came out and talked up the crowd for like a half hour to stall to stall for time. I'm like, okay, you're dropping straight Tracy Smothers name because you're in Nashville. Fine. I'm going to tell you something. Number one, indie bookers, no matter how good they are, would not think to send Tracy Smothers out to cut a half hour promo to kill for time while they're waiting for someone. Number two, here's the biggest thing. Moxley said that that indie show was 10 years ago. He said that at the beginning of the promo. 10 years ago was 2012. Am I correct? Daniel Bryan had already been at WWE for two and a half fucking years. And before anyone tries to correct me on it, yes, it was after he was released for three months and came back at SummerSlam because that happened in 2010. Wasn't Mox in FCW by then too? Uh-huh. Hold on one second. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do something right here. I'm double checking something myself. So Shield WWE debut November eighteenth, twenty twelve, which means Rollins had already been NXT champion at that time, which means NXT was already a thing. Yeah, he signed. And Moxley was in FCW before it changed over to NXT. Yeah, he signed with he signed with Developmental in April of 2011. Exactly. So that entire fucking story was bullshit. Well, maybe he just had his timing off. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe he was. Maybe he meant like 12 or 13 years ago. Maybe he was just off on the number. I don't fucking know. I'm going to tell you right now, Moxley and Daniels would never face each other on the indies. Because Moxley didn't start becoming a thing in combat zone until Danielson was already on his way to WWE. You don't think they ever would face each other in Dragon Gate or when he did Ring of Honor dark matches at one point? Nope. Because when Moxley was doing Ring of Honor dark matches, Danielson was fucking champion. If he was still there. The timelines just don't work out. They never faced each other on the Indies. Okay. Like it just, and that just, it, that completely takes the suspension disbelief out of it. Cause you're, you're pandering to the indie audience and okay. Granted you, you can work indie people into anything, but don't take people like me who know their shit and try to fucking tell me some shit happened at some obscure indie in fucking Ohio in 2012 when it didn't. Although I will say this, the scenario that he put out there with uh kill and a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it was he fucking said in the promo. Yeah. I actually saw that happen live one time at a, at a random indie show in my area where the ring for part of the ring fucking broke during their opening match. Okay. So in order to kill time for the crew to fix what they had to underneath the ring, how the fuck was it? 
I know Val Venus and Lanny Poffel were on the show, but I don't think either of them were the ones that went out there. I'm trying to it was somebody. Oh no, there was somebody else booked on the show that they used to kill the time. But yeah, so I, I I've seen it done. It's just it's a rarity that you have, like you said, it's a very rare thing for somebody to be smart enough to instead of have the crowd just fucking sit there on their hands for a half hour to actually find a way to entertain them while trying to fix shit. Yep. But anyways, go ahead, continue. Yeah. But yeah, just that the whole and the, basically it's the whole thing. It's freaking. It's it's. I called it before. It's the it's the Steven Regal Bobby or Bobby Eaton angle. Do they actually put them together? You think? Yeah, I do. I think it's a little bit contingent on what the fuck they end up doing with Eddie and Jericho. Uh... I see Eddie and Jericho being a grudge match. Because basically what we're... What it feels like we're setting up for is Danielson and Moxley at Revolution. Yeah. With the stipulation of if Danielson wins, Moxley has to join him. Or some shit like that. not even that. Not even that. No. It's just going to be a match. And then there's a promo at Dynamite. That'd be my assumption. Uh-huh. Um, fuck was next? Oh, was that the Wardlow match next? Yeah, Wardlow against Max Caster. So once again, we have Wardlow, who's been crushing guys Max Caster size, have to go too long with this kid. Fucking uh, uh, oh oh yeah. So you have, and this is what this goes back to. I thought Max Caster was the one that did the headphones gimmick. You just had Lee Moriarty come out. Now you have Max Caster come out doing the same fucking gimmick. Like, to the casual... Caster can rap. Yeah, well, whatever. But to the casual fan at home viewing this, they're like, why does this dude look exactly like the dude that just came out? They're millennials, dude. Of course it's gonna look the same, dude. Dude, millennials wear fucking earbuds. They wear Raycon Beats. They don't wear fucking, they don't wear fucking cans. <laughs> Dude. They wear Raycons, baby. Dude. Because they can't afford Beats by Dre. Bro. Bro. Uh... And fucking, and so we get fucking, so, so we get all this shit where fucking, where, where fucking uh, Bowens is interfering through the whole match and Sean Spears isn't doing shit. And then Wardlow wins, and then Sean Spears does the fucking gimmick where he starts beating up Caster, which the whole match didn't make sense because you got all heels out there. And this was so Wardlow could get into the big Cheerio ladder match. So now you've got Wardlow and Keith Lee in that match. They're there to catch people. That's the that's the old WWE ladder match, multi-man ladder match formula. You need two big guys in there to catch people. it's It's worse than that. It's worse? You didn't watch Rampage, so you probably don't even know this. Oh, there was another qualifier. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who the, who the fuck else qualified? Hobbs. Yeah. So uh, I have three hosses in a fucking ladder match. Right. But how how many guys are going to be in the ladder match total? Eight? Six. Six. So you got you're now you're going to have three so three spot monkeys and three guys to catch. Well, Dante Martin is not going to be one of the spot monkeys because he just lost to Hobbs. Yeah. So hold on, let's think about this. 
They'll probably put either Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky in there. I don't think there's a... At least they haven't announced a qualifier for this weekend. No, right now, the only, the only stuff they've announced so far for this week is the first tag team battle royal. They announced Jericho and Kingston having a face-off. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, they announced Jay Cargill defending the TBS title against the Bunny. Gee, I wonder who's winning that. Ugh. And there was another match, but it's got nothing to do with the revolution thing. I'm trying to remember what it was. I can't remember off the top of my head, but lulls. Yeah. But so, yeah. So you got guys to catch. Ah, shit. My notes. Oh, no. My notes. They're dead. Oh, yeah. Then they did the whole thing backstage where they did the thing with Brit and Mercedes and everything. and And they brought in Martin Cove to be John Kreese for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, I actually watch Cobra Kai. So spoiler alert, fast forward about 25 seconds. If they're trying to play this in the vein of going along with Cobra Kai, because mm-hmm. that's what's actually on right now, you probably shouldn't because in the season finale, John Kreese got arrested and went to jail. There was enough gap for them to get back. <laughs> I, I got you. Oh, um, no mercy. Like really? Page Cole promo. Right. There's, there's a page comes out, and I was like, okay, who who comes out to attack Page to set up a lackluster two week build to the title match? Oh, here comes Adam Cole. Then. Uh... And then gets attacked by Red Dragon. Right. Then we had Santana and Ortiz go over on Jericho and Hager. Which we all knew was going to happen. Because, I mean, let's face it. When's the last time Hager worked on TV? I think we mentioned this last week. I want to say. Exactly. Oh, God. It's been months. I know that. Was it Blood and Guts? Is that the last time we saw him? I think the last actual match would have been the stadium stampede they had with the Pinnacle, which was what, November? Oh, okay, yeah. Stadium stampede, I forgot about that. But as far as a TV match, I think you might be right. (laughs) Because, you know, we we give away War Games cage matches on free TV like that. Because lulls. Um, But yeah, but that, yeah, that match, like that, that tag match is pretty sloppy. I mean, Santana and Ortiz are, they're all, they're, they're, They've always been the we got to get our shit in guys, mm-hmm. like so it doesn't doesn't surprise me. But um, and Eddie really shouldn't have been out there because Eddie's working hurt right now. We didn't really do a whole hell of a lot. He, right, he but stop me able to take the drop kick from Chris and he he's got an eye injury, like he can't see completely right now. He shouldn't have been out there. Then he had the uh, the pull apart. And I'll put that in air quotes because mm-hmm. it was more like two schoolgirls trying to have a pull apart between him and Chris after the match. And then, yeah, that was really it. 
Uh, Thunder Rosa beat Mercedes, then Britt comes out, goes to sweep the leg guy, and gets whatever no the mercy. fuck he said. Yeah, he says no mercy. And then they jump Thunder Rosa and Mercedes. Well, they jump Thunder Rosa first, and then Jamie Hayter decides to jump Mercedes. Right. Because Jamie Hayter's fucking weird like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, it was, it, it's because they realize they've already cycled through all the women's division and they're like, shit, what do we do now? Right. And so now they're like, oh, well, let's just, yeah, so we'll do Thunder Rosa and Brit again, but now Mercedes is a baby face. Basically, like I'm trying to, so I'm trying to think now. When did Mercedes first show up in AEW? Has it been three months? No. Because my problem is, I think the new thing that Tony Khan has been doing with lesser than like lesser talents, like is what he did with Leo Rush. Was Leo Rush was on either a three or nine month contract or a three or six month contract? I want to say she showed up in December. Don't We're getting close. Me. Yeah, December 29th she showed up. So that was her March debut. 29th will be three months. Uh, we'll see if she's still around after that. I feel like Tony Khan's been doing 90-day and six-month contracts for newer indie people. Oh, uh, and just was, go ahead. Oh, did we we had a botchamania spot during uh during Mercedes and Thunder. We had the, well, we're not botchamania. We had the I am the table spot where they try to go through a table and it doesn't budge. Oh yeah, and yeah, then you yeah, go on yeah, botchamania. Yeah. It's I am the table. Right, right, right. You know that or the Kanye or the Kanye West clip? How can I bring something to the table when I'm the table? Well, then we get. Then we get Darby and Sammy to wrap up the night. Right. Well, before that, we had promos where they alluded to another member of the House of Black, and they uh, they announced. Yeah, that's the other match they announced for next week on Dynamite. All right. The Knights of the, the Kings of the Black Throne versus fucking Penta and, and, and yeah. Penta and Pac again. We just had that fucking match. Well, that's because didn't they do something to Penta? Didn't they miss him or something like that? And now they want to see what happens with him. And then he's gonna oh no. Oh yeah, because then they did the whole promo with uh Alex voicing it over. Yeah. And they pulled out like the ma- some mask or some sh- I don't know. Penta remember. Dark, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have nothing for you, sir. I can't. I don't know. Terrible. Terrible, the, terrible, terrible. Right, but who's the third man? Mabel. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. He's dead. He can't be. No, that was the original thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk. Hogan is here. Yeah, but is he the third man? What? Whose side is he on? Yeah, I will tell you something that 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 happened during during Sammy and Darby where I said I fuck this game completely. It's official. They had a commercial break during every single match on that show. Hold on, hold on. 
They did. Notes again. I kept track. Danielson, yes. Wardlow, yes. Santino Ortiz, yes. Thunder Rosa, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You've had a television program for two years and you still have not figured out how to do a TV format where you can do commercial breaks where they're between matches instead of during matches. Well, you know what part of the problem is? Tony Khan. What? (laughs) Cocaine. (laughs) Cocaine and Adderall, baby. Part of the problem is too much promo shit. Whether it's the quick backstage hits or the in-ring promos, there's too much shit. They're trying to... How should I put this? They're trying to cram 10 pounds of shit into a 5-pound bag? Yep. It's essentially what they keep doing. Right. So either cut a match to properly time out the show mm-hmm. or cut on your fucking promo shit. Right. But you know what? But you know what? Actually, no, no. That's not even the, the, the problem. You know what the problem is? Stop employing 150 fucking wrestlers. Yep. Because then you try to find TV time for like. Well, they let like four of them go. Great. What do you do with the other 146? (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) But even. All right. But then. But Brian, not all of them are on TV once. Okay. So let's say a third of them are on TV. That's still 50 fucking people are trying to fit into a two-hour show. Yep. No. <laughs> well, this week they'll be able to do it because there's a battle royal. But you can't do a battle royal every week, jackass. <laughs> now, see, this is this week is going to be this is going to be the the test because so if you remember. Um, I want to say it was like 07. Uh, Cena and Michaels were the tag champions for some reason. Right, in the build of WrestleMania, because for whatever reason, they wanted them to be partners that had, and then have HBK turn on them, because that was the right. program they decided on. Right. And they had a Was that the year that they were supposed to have Hunt, they were supposed to have Cena, Triple H2, and then Hunter got hurt at New Year's Revolution? Possibly. Um. Yeah, 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 because... Uh, yeah, because I remember it was supposed to be the, the original booking was going to be Cena Hunter 2 because the previous year WrestleMania Cena beat Hunter in Detroit, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, they're going to have the rematch that following year, but at New Year's Revolution, I want to say it was Hunter, I want to say it was DX versus um, Rated RKO for the tag titles. Hunter got hurt during the match. Okay. And then. I guess my guess is they were booking DX to be the tag champs and I have tore my fucking quad. So instead of DX coming to the tag champs, they decided, oh, let's turn this into a weird angle with they basically put HBK in the Triple H role and had them team with it was fucking weird. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. But anyways, so Cena and HBK were the tag champs and they opened Raw one week with a battle. Royal. It was. It was. There were ten battle. Royal. There you are. Okay, I had buffering for a second, so I thought I lost you. So yeah, ten teams in scene and 
HBK in this tag bet in this tag battle royal. They eliminated everyone. So there was ten. So and then Vince came out or someone came out and said, "Oh, by the way, we're not done," and sent out another ten tag teams for a second battle royal right afterwards. So it showed that there were twenty tag teams on Raw that weren't being used while two top singles guys held the tag belts. We're going to see that exact same thing on Dynamite this week. Hold hold the fuck on. Wait. Oh, my God. Hang on. Now I want to look this up. Hang on. Um, That was the first time that we saw Miz and Morrison as a tag team. Because it was right after Mercury left and they were being billed as the new Eminem. Miz Nitro Molina. Um, I remember covering this on the podcast right after Raw that night on the old Full Circle Radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So it was the, it was the night after WrestleMania. Okay, yep. Yeah, it was a night after WrestleMania where... Or maybe I'm reading this wrong. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, yeah. It was the night after WrestleMania because Sean turned on Cena, mm-hmm. costing them the titles in the second one. Mm-hmm. And he threw Cena over the top rope. Mm-hmm. And the Hardys eventually won the match and became tag champions. Yep. And then that's how they set up the fatal four way backlash for the WWE title is what we're seeing here. Yeah. But yeah, there were 20 tag teams on the WWE roster that weren't getting used in the build to WrestleMania because HBK and Cena had the tag titles. I gotta gotta find this. Hold on. 2007 Raw. April 2nd. April 2nd, 2007. (laughs) Alright, I want to see if they actually list (laughs) <laughs> Jesus fuck they did Alright all right. So here are the teams from the first Battle Royal where <laughs> Cena and Michaels won Chris Masters and Kenny Dykstra mm-hmm. Crime Time yep. Deuce and Domino mm-hmm. Elijah Burke and Matt Striker mm-hmm. Eugene and Hacksaw Jim Duggan because I loved that lulled. team uh, Finley and King Booker RVD and Sabu and the Highlanders. Yep. The second one obviously included Cena and Michaels. The other teams were the Hardys, who eventually won. Mm-hmm. Kendrick and Paul London. Mm-hmm. Chavo and Gregory Helms. Dave Taylor and Regal. Yep. Uh, Nitro and Miz. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good one. Kevin Thorne and Marcus Corvon. Yep. ECW. Wow. Wow, fucking Monty Brown, Jesus! Yep. Uh, Caden Murdoch, Sandman, and Dreamer, and then the last mm-hmm. team was Val Venus and Viscera. Yeah, and that timed out combined to be about nineteen minutes worth of wrestling. Uh huh. <laughs> and then, and then, you know what was on after that? A fucking. T- Carlino and Ric Flair against the world's greatest tag team. That's right. I forgot. Because, yeah, that's right. Because right after I was like, I remember. Now I remember. I was just like, so technically it was 22 tag teams. 
And then they had Kali beat Super Crazy in a squash. And then, you know how they ended the night? A tag match. A handicap match for the ECW title. <laughs> Lashley successfully defending against Umaga and Armando Alejandro Estrada. Oh yeah, because this was the night after um the night after the, the fucking Bill, Batter of the Billionaires. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I miss Armando. Me too. Anyway. Dude was over as a motherfucker. Oh. Yeah. Vince hated it too because he was a manager and he was over. <laughs> Is that one of the rare times where Vince got overshadowed in an angle? Yes. I'd say you could argue he was overshadowed by Armando and by Trump because yes, yeah. fucking Trump. Yeah. I well, pre politics, mm. Donald Trump. I've always hated the fucker, so. Well, <laughs> fair, fair. All right, so, all right, so let's let's refocus here because I got it, 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 I got it. Okay. So yeah, so Darby and Sammy, sloppiest fucking match of the night. Yes. Because they both had to get their shit in, and a bunch of fucking high spots that ended in two counts that shouldn't have. Yes. Keep going. And then a clusterfuck finish. Please do do get into it. Where Andrade comes out and hits a motherfucker with an iPad. Like a first gen iPad. Did you see how thick that shit was? Yes! 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 Like, was that even an iPad or was that like a Toshiba handybook? Jesus. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, fucking. And he fucking hits him with it. And then he has a, attacks a motherfucker after with it after it's already cracked. And then a whole bunch of bullshit for no reason. And then Andrade takes off with the still two TNT belts. We're not at the best part yet. What am I missing? Did I not take the note? They officially booked Andrade getting his TNT title shot. Oh, God. Is it happening revolution? No. Come on, this is AEW. Is it another ladder match? No. No. Andrade's a big former WWE star. So what's better way to showcase a former WWE star getting a title shot in your company than doing it on the show that gets no ratings? The what? The show that gets no ratings. Oh, they're doing it on Rampage? It could be worse. Could be happening on YouTube. Speaking of, could be on free, 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 free. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, Ruby, 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 YouTube. Ruby, destination Ruby, unknown. YouTube. Oh yes, that is a very unknown destination. Poor Ruby Soho. Not even on dark, dark elevation. She's on the Universal <sighs> Studios YouTube show. She's not on Saturday Night's Main Event. She's on Worldwide. Exactly. She's 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 not she's she's out on she's Super on Explosion. 
She's not even a she's not even a superstar. She's on jacked. Metal. Metal. Oh <laughs> God. Oh Lord. No, she's not even on impact. She's on explosion. Remember that was the fucking B show for TNA that no one ever saw. No, she's on before the impact now. BTI, baby. Oh Lordy. But you know, WWE was misusing her. She's on the kickoff show to the kickoff show. She she wasn't she wasn't she in the women's tag title match at Mania this past year? Because she did the she redid the riot squad with Liv. Maybe Mania 37. Let's go to that. Ruby, 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 YouTube. You should redo her fucking song and have it say that instead. It'd still be better than Taz singing it. Well, touche. Oh, God. Why such a long article, Wikipedia? Fuck off. Just get me to the results tab already. All right, here we go. Uh, No, last year's WrestleMania was Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Natalia and Tamina. They were in the tag team turmoil match. That's what it was. Oh, right, because that determined who faced Jackson Baszler. Yes. So they were in the tag team turmoil match the night before, and uh, night one. Uh, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot were the last team eliminated in that match by Natalia Tamina. Right. And then Natalia Tamina got their title shot the next night and lost. Right. So right. she went from working WrestleMania in front of 75,000 people. Whoever the fuck was that night one? Wasn't night one the rain night too? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, well, they capped it. They capped them at twenty five k last year, but still. Oh, that's right, because of COVID. That's right. Right. But still, she went from working WrestleMania in front of twenty five thousand people on the greatest uh, on the biggest show of the year to Elevation Dark. But WWE is the company that misused her. Yeah, you're right. Uh, since you don't watch it, would you like me to walk you through Rampage quick? Go right ahead. All right. So Rampage essentially was uh, Adam Cole beating 10. Which, by the Cody way... Cody Vance. By the way... You know you know what the new thing is with, uh, with Vance? What? Do you remember a certain somebody doing a 10 chant back when they were in WWE? Yeah, Sean Spears. Yeah. They're doing that with 10 now in AEW. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I watched him do it at the start of the match. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Really? Sean, you really taught him to do this? Really? Really, Sean? But we don't take take jabs at WWE. That was Cody's thing. I wouldn't say it's jabbing them. It's fucking copying them. <laughs> Anyways, um, then after that, Hobbs beat Dante Martin, which I already alluded to earlier. Um, then they had Deeb do that rookie challenge thing again, Oy. where she beat some poor girl and Helika something. I can't remember her last name. Beat the it's poor that, girl uh... in like ninety <laughs> seconds. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh. 
And then the main event was uh, Gun Club losing to uh, wait a minute, was it? No, wait, no, the main event was uh, Jay White. He beat Trent Beretta. That's that was yeah, the main event. That's right. Right. The week before was Gun Club and Jurassic Express. That's right. Okay, I think we've gone through enough with that bullshit. Now let's get to more bullshit, but it took place over in Blood Money, Saudi Arabia. Oh, did I say that out loud? My bad. Um, actually, do you want to do that, or should we cover Vengeance Day first? Let's do Chamber first, then Vengeance Day. All right. So we go to Chamber. Um, Miz on the pre-show. I mean, given the I mean, they got a payday. It doesn't matter. They got they got a Saudi payday. Right. Miz versus Ray. I mean, well, not just that. I mean, like, compared to all the other matches, if you're really trying to cut the actual pay-per-view, well, excuse me, the premium live event to three hours, I mean, what other match are you going to put in the pre-show? Oh, I know what they could have done. They could have not played the same promo package three times. That that That's true. That's that's very true. Because, you know, they cut the tag title match, but they had to play that promo package three times and the seven-minute Undertaker music video. True. True. Fair. Which um, was a fake-out to that Saudi crowd because they fucking thought Taker was there. True. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yeah, okay. Um... Or Roman could have not taken five minutes to get to the ring. But that's his eh. thing. So whatever. Yeah. Um, so show opens. Show <laughs> opens. Uh, basically, the match we expected between Roman and Goldberg. If you say anything less, you're fucking lying. Six minutes uh, flat. Um, though, I, 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 I will say this. I think I made this comment to you uh, when I... Because it was the only match I saw live live. Because yeah. I was announcing basketball games that day. Mm-hmm. Um, could Goldberg have at least sold being choked out for more than three seconds? I know. Instead that, that of immediately kind of... rolling I mean, over? at least he stayed on the ground. But, but at least sell that you're out cold for at least like 15 seconds. Right. Don't literally be, don't let it literally be choke out Roman releases. And then within two seconds, you're making movements like trying to shake off the cobwebs. Like, always. Well, I mean, it all depends out. on the person too. Like, I, like, and I'll, like, I'll tell you a story. Uh, back in my old band uh, days, when I was a frontman, uh, there was a show where I was uh, extremely exhausted and hadn't eaten anything, and we were performing our last song. And during the last song, I fainted on stage, and I remember. Hitting the, I remember hitting the, what do you call it? I remember, I don't remember fainting. I remember blacking out, but I remember waking up like two seconds later. It was literally like they were still playing. So it all depends on the person. Like I was out and then I was up. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, at least he stayed on the ground. I still think it's Goldberg going to business for himself a little bit. Nah, he's, he's done. He's done. Um, he got his TV show now. Do you think he's done done? Yeah. Okay. Um, then we had the women's chamber match. 
interesting to see they have pads on the chamber like uh the floor grading of the chamber now that's i'm not sure if that was a saudi decision or if it's a permanent decision i think that's a permanent decision it's about 10 years too late good for them <laughs> um fuck all um bianca ends up winning um the opinion I want to get out of you from that match, well, two things. Number one, your thoughts on how Alexa looked. I think she looked great for not, you know, for having time off. I think what was fucking ridiculous was putting a swing in her pod. Thank you. Like that was suspension of disbelief. You, you just have to go like, like you see a swing in that pod. You know, you know that that's Alexa's pod. If you're in the audience right. and you also know that she's not going to be one of the first two starting. Correct. Like, that was, you know, like you don't leave that up to the imagination. And also, honestly, I think since they put it in there, they should have just left that goddamn swing in there for the fucking men's fucking chamber match. That would <laughs> fucking have like put, put, in in there. put in riddles podges. Riddles like, bro. <laughs> that would have been swing, perfect, bro. Riddle, actually, this is sweet. <laughs> oh my god, that, that would have been pretty good. Um, his, or put it in AJ's body and be like, what the hell? Um, number two. How should I put this? I know the rules they have for the attire women are supposed to be wearing. Yeah. When they wrestle. Uh-huh. Is it me, though? Or did Rhea Ripley... Look like something out of Fifty Shades of Grey more than she usually does. Oh, hot. Want to touch the hiney. Uh, she should be Catwoman. God damn. You okay there? You good? Dude, the wife was here like, damn. <laughs> um, I had a friend say to me the next day, I'm, completely, I'm a completely straight woman, but damn, I would hit that. <laughs> Oh boy! Then uh, we had Rousey and Naomi beat Charlotte Flair and Sonya because Charlotte says "fuck this shit," lets Sonya get into an armbar again. Um, yeah, man, it was what it was. Right, Ronda yeah. and a karate gi, judo. That's right. I forgot she was in a gi, bitch. bitch. She was in a gi. Um. Then we have the false count anywhere a match where Drew almost kills Madcap Moss. That is my, okay. I wanted to talk about that. That was completely Moss's fault. Well, no shit. We knew that. Fucker has been on the WWE payroll for eight fucking years. He over-rotated and then tried to tuck. And when he tried to tuck, he fucking smashed the exactly. top of his head. But this is why he was in developmental for seven of those eight years. And not even on TV. In the PC, seven fucking years. Why fucker can't even do a goddamn basic face bump? That is first week of training shit. Yeah, because we know Drew does an, an occasional Alabama slam. Like that's it's a known fact, right? There's nothing else Drew is doing in that moment except an Alabama slam, right? So, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, apparently, though, he, uh, what I did like was that Drew kind of took a step back for a minute, 
And then I don't know if this was on the fly they did this or not. But you'll notice Baron pulls out Moss, checks on him. Then they do the runaround where yeah. Drew is chasing Baron. I'm pretty sure that was Baron calling on the fly. Yeah. So that was that was good. Moss apparently got praised for getting through the match and he's okay. So fucking whatever. Fine. Praise that he's okay now and then fire his ass. Like as far as you I, people want to talk about people getting getting misused and released and blah blah. This motherfucker has only been signed because he was a football player and has been there for almost a fucking decade and has only been on TV for seven months. Like not counting his time as Riddick Moss, the 24 seven champion during the fucking empty arena phase. Right. Like, no, uh... <laughs> no, I have never cared for him. And that fucking proved he does not belong in a fucking ring. Fair. Uh, after that, we had Becky retain the smack. Uh, sorry, the Raw Women's title over Lita. Lita, I thought overall, I mean, you could tell there were certain moments where she was a little rusty or timing might have been a little off. But all in all, I mean, for not being in a singles match in fuck 11 years, 15, I, I was going to say 10, 15 years. Um, I mean, Lita looked look good, I thought. I thought um, she looked good. Yeah, I got big. I got I got really big Jericho steamboat vibes, which was good. Yeah, you're talking about from like Mania when they did the whole yeah 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 that Mania, yeah. but the pay per view following that when it was a singles match between Jericho and Steamboat. Oh right 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 yeah 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 okay yeah um yeah certainly um then we have the SmackDown tag team title match getting scrapped with the Usos jumping the Viking Raiders before the match could even start and we've already talked about that so we're gonna leave that alone. Like the fuck. <laughs> well, now we get into the real the fuck. Um, so here's here's the story about how the WWE title pitch got twist turned upside down. So now you're starting to get my references. Good boy. Um, so we get to the, the main event chamber match for the WWE title. There's this a spot in the early part of the match where so it's Seth and Theory, Theory to start. And then who the fuck came in? Was it AJ? I don't know. Anyway around it. I want to say Theory's the one that gets power bombed into Lashley's pile. Yeah, he got buckle bombed into the plexiglass, yes. Okay. He got buckle bombed into the plexiglass. Protecting Lashley's pod. The plexiglass breaks through into Lashley. And the way they tried to stage it was Lashley's head banging into one of the steel partitions. Except it didn't look like that at all. In case that in case the the pod. The pod. And Lashley went down, and they say they take him out for concussion protocols eventually revealed. Mm-hmm. Truth of the matter being, as revealed after the show, <laughs> is that uh, 
LSD needs shoulder surgery because Brock injured him at fucking at the Rumble. Right. So changes made on the fly. Well, not on the fly, but day of essentially. Yeah. And that's how they wrote off Bobby for the meantime. And that'll come back around on Raw. When yeah. We get to Raw. Yeah. Um. So match goes on. Brock was supposed to come in last. So when they lit up Lashley's pod for when Lashley would have came in right before Brock, Brock said, fuck this. I'm not waiting another five minutes. Broke his plexiglass and goes on to eliminate everybody, including throwing Austin Theory off the top of a pod, which I know you're not a fan of the way Austin landed because it gave you Jim Cornette off of scaffolding vibes. Uh Uh-huh. Austin Theory is more of an athlete. I didn't think much of it, but I understand what you're saying. You almost uh, you could have ended that kid's fucking career. The, the part that I think is a little more was a little more scary to me was I don't know if you caught this on initial release. Do you notice how Theory kind of puts a hand out? Yeah, he was trying to grab the cage. Right, and he could have ripped his arm out of his socket doing that. Right. You know why? Because he was in panic mode, which I would have been too. Mm. 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 That's all I could say. Um, Not to mention the fact that they literally made, they, they made everyone else in that match look like shit because the moment Brock came in, he pinned all of them in a minute and a half. Yeah, basically. And then just toyed with Austin Theory. Yeah, they gave Austin one 10 second hope spot, and that was pretty much it. Right. But you take fucking, what do you call it? You take Seth Rollins, multiple, multiple time fucking WWE champion, AJ Styles, multiple time WWE champion, Matt Riddle, fucking tag team champion, US champion, in the thick of things right now. And you have all three of them get pinned in 90 seconds by one guy. Yeah, makes sense to me. Who booked this shit? Vince? No, Nick Khan. By proxy, it's Vince, though. Yeah. Man, what else is he going to do? Say no? Fucking John Laurinaitis. Fucking stupidity. Fucking. This This is the worst chamber match I've ever seen. Worse than December to Dismember. Worse than the first women's elimination chamber match. Yeah. True. Not first, but the one, the one where Shayna, ba- the the one where basically you can tell Heyman booked it because it was Shayna Baszler in the place of Punk. It was what Shayna Baszler in the what? Oh, oh yeah, 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 okay. Because you could because it was widely known for years the way Heyman would have booked the ECW Chamber match, and Heyman was still on the Raw Creative team when they did that Women's Elimination Chamber match. And literally, it was the exact same formula, except Baszler was in the place of Punk. Right. Gotcha. And it was horrible. And the crowd hated it. And it was like, guess what? This wouldn't have worked in the first place. So let me get to Raw. But Raw after Elimination Chamber. We start off with Brock calling Paul Heyman a dick on live TV. I'm sure that went over well backstage. Um, I'm sure there'll be a letter in the mail from NBC Universal. 
Um, <laughs> so in the midst of the opening promo, Heyman comes out, which I obviously just referenced to, mm-hmm. and mentions how Brock has to defend the WWE title before Mania at a house show at Madison Square Garden Saturday, March 5th. Now, two things here. One, Heyman makes reference to Lashley in the midst of making this announcement. Mm-hmm. But if he's out four months, why even bother mentioning Bobby Lashley? To keep him relevant at the time being and still keep still keep along with the concussion protocol angle. But the news is already out there about the shoulder. Why fucking bother? Because casual fans don't read dirt sheets, dude. The other thing. Does this mean they're going to... Are they going to do like a stupid network special or are they just announcing this for the sake of announcing this? See, I'm not sure because we know that they, you know, we know that they filed to do, to have a Saturday night's main event on Peacock, but that's not supposed to be until April. Right. So I don't know if they're pulling the trigger and doing an earlier one, or if this is just because of the fact that the past few times WWE's worked the garden, they've only been house shows and they haven't been drawing well because they're just house shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is to try to drum up ticket sales for the gate by saying Brock Lesnar is going to be on it and there's going to be a title match. But I honestly don't see them not televising it. Like, because why else would you do that? Right, exactly. Like, but I just, and I mean, they can obviously, it's, it's not that hard to set up shit for, 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 for a broadcast, but I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, like, because he didn't say it was a house show. He just said at Madison Square Garden on March 16th. Right. So the reason, I mean, the reason I say it's a house show is because it's what's original. Right. That's what it was originally planned to be. Right. Um, By the way, isn't it interesting they're doing that the night before AEW's pay-per-view? Just throwing it in there. Um, Just saying. Wait, so it's a Friday night? Well, it's a Saturday night. The pay-per-view's on Sunday. Oh, that's right. Uh, all right. So after that, Alpha Academy beats the Street Profits. Um, then we have Finn and Ciampa team up. Looks like Tommaso's getting some main uh, main roster pay. Uh, they end up beating Dolphin Rude, and then tonight's going to be Ciampa and Ziggler facing off one-on-one on NXT. Mm-hmm. Then we have Miz TV. Mysterios come out. Miz brings out Logan Paul as his <laughs> team partner. And then Miz and Logan Paul jump the Mysterios, so it's going to be Miz and Logan Paul against the Mysterios at Mania. <laughs> Remember when Meltzer and Kenny said that Cody was in Saudi Arabia? Man, how long ago was that? Oh, that was Saturday. Well, you want to know what's funny is that in the midst of introducing Logan Paul, uh, Miz made a dashing reference. Yes, he made several references to troll the crowd. Yeah, that was funny. Comes from a fighting family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, granted, like Mike Mike Johnson broke that it was Logan Paul on Saturday. So like knew the whole weekend. And people were still expecting Cody to show up on Raw. No. 
like, and I'm going to, I just want to sidetrack for a second here. Uh, plus it was hilarious, like hilarious in a dumb, I'm not laughing way. Um, with Cody sharing the, 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 the fucking post with this is what retirement looks like. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Um, but here's where no one seems to understand anything. And I had, I had this conversation with a couple of people. The, the general synopsis is Cody left AEW because he wanted Punk's level of pay. Correct. And Tony Khan said no. Correct. So tell me, we know Grant, we know a general amount of what the top tier AEW guys are making. We know for a fact that Moxley is making six million and that Jericho is making six million. Mm-hmm. So that means Punk is probably making 10. Because Khan's that much of a mark and it would take it, it would take a stupid amount of money to fucking bring Punk in. Yeah. So if Khan's not going to give Cody $10 million. Why would Cody come to work for Vince who would give him maybe half a million? Exactly. It doesn't make just dollars and cents. It does not work. But everyone still believes that Cody is going to show up. And now because we got the build to mania and we don't see Cody anywhere on there. Now the next rumor mill is going to be that he's going to show up the day after mania and it's not going to happen. But you know what is going to happen? Stupid AEW goblins will continue to tune into raw and SmackDown every week until then hoping Cody shows up. Of course. <clears throat> so Vince wins in the end because he's getting ratings. Yep. Damn right. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Uh, okay. So after that, we had <clears throat> Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash for the 9,000th time. It was only the third time. It's felt like 9,000 times. Right. But that's because Ripley at the end, she did the three. She was like, I beat you three times. We're done. Yeah. Good for her. Which now, uh, like, now we got to see where, where Rhea's dance card goes for Mania. True. Uh, Damian Priest beats Shelton Benjamin, then lays out a challenge for the U.S. title the next week, and Finn Balor answers the challenge. Yes! We'll see. Don't get too fucking excited over there. Um, you know where I think this leads to, honestly? What? Not that it, Damian Priest is worthy of this, but if they're going to have any continuation of this two sides of Damian Priest thing. Damian versus the demon at mania. We could, we very well could. That's, that's my thought process. Now, again, that means they have to somehow find a way to drag it out for five weeks. It's not hard. That, Cause as of right now, we're less than six weeks away. So that's not hard. Um, then we get this fucking Dana Brooke Reggie fucking thing. Okay, yeah. So let me talk about this for a second. Let me talk. Please to you. do. Please do. So we all knew that the 24 7 title was worthless. Correct. That's been 
that's that's the way it's been since it was first introduced. It's a worthless title. Correct. I did not know until this morning because I I, I I turned it off last night and finished this morning. I did not know until this morning that you could make something that's worthless worth less than worthless. Okay. Because you took a title belt that means nothing, means absolutely nothing. And you had a guy lay down for someone else to take it from him. You did fucking Jeff Jarrett and Hulk Hogan for the WWE 24-7 title. You made something that is worthless, worth less than worthless. But we already knew that. Shirt. <laughs> we already knew that, though. Like, who cares about it? I think it's more just to kill time at this point. You don't need to kill time. They're already killing enough time with the same promo packages over and I over again on a three-hour fucking no, but... It's fucking Vince. I'm just, I, I don't know. No, there is no need to kill time on any WWE programming whatsoever. There is no need. Just, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, then we have the, then we have uh, Bianca and Becky promo, which I thought was, eh, it, was eh, it was what it was. It wasn't anything. I mean, didn't I call this back when Bianca dropped the belt to her at SummerSlam? I said, we're going to find a way for Bianca to claw her way back up to her, her and Becky facing each other like a year from now. Correct. So, hi. Uh, then Bianca ends up beating Dewdrop. Then Edge comes out, does a promo. Am I the only one getting sick of these sitting in a chair in the middle of the ring promos he keeps fucking doing all the time? You know something? I would have said so, but that promo was actually really really good. Oh, I agree. It was a really good promo, but the sitting in the chair thing is just getting overdone at this point with him. I, I think it's, I think it's just, it's become, it's become his thing. So that's why he still does it because it's easier than to have like everyone else just cuts a promo walking around the ring. Edge sits there and he has the camera fixated on him. And so you have to pay attention to his face. Great. He's, he's there. He's there. CM Punk. That's great. Well, no, because no, uh, it's 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 different because Edge is. I'm sorry, Edge is better on the mic than Punk because Punk is just doing his greatest hits at this point. No um, but Edge, because Edge made you think. Edge sat there and like just you know like with just a single spotlight, he sat there and they're talking, and you know he made a couple of references where he could be facing AJ at Mania, he could be facing Damian Priest at Mania. It's gonna be AJ. Let's just probably probably, but still. The way, like, you can tell they gave, they just gave Edge a promo, and it's you're not it's, giving Damian Priest an Edge match. It's not happening. You never know. Um, they, they, they basically they Edge proves that you don't need to give everyone a script. Edge was given bullet points, and he went out there. There's some people who need a fucking script, though. Well, yeah, but still, like, if people know how to improvise. Like Edge cut a hell of a fucking promo. He had the crowd hanging on every word. 
And at the end, just the fact that, you know, the, the promo finishes, his music hits, it's still just the single spotlight and him looking up in the dark at the WrestleMania sign. Like that was the best, that was the best produced bit of WWE TV that has been done in months. And he didn't point, he didn't point at the sign. It's sign point in season and he did not do the cheesy point. But still, like I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. I thought, I thought it was the best thing on Raw this week. Raw and it ends. gives you interest. Mm-hmm. Then Raw ends with Rollins and Kevin Owens beating RK Bro. So now in two weeks we get a triple threat for the Raw tag titles. So now I, I was pretty sure that. Uh, that tag title match between RK Bro and Alpha Academy was supposed to happen tonight. Or sorry, last night. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they kept saying on Raw the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. And even Riddle said it was, what if I walk into Raw on Monday's the WWE champion and then me and Randy win the tag belts that night and become double champions? Mm-hmm. But they just expect everyone to forget that and say, oh no, it's in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Give me a fucking break. That's lazy. That's fucking lazy. No shit. No shit. They could have very well just like, well, no, they couldn't have because they fucking, because Riddle and Riddle was in the match. They could have said like, Riddle's still too hurt. So we can't have the tag title match tonight. But no, they, because they did this shit instead. But it's, there's no reason. There's no reason. Because we all know that Owens and, and fucking KO aren't winning the tag belts. Right. So what's the point? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I said, oh, shit. Rollins and KO. I said Owens and KO. <laughs> oh, I was. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Owens, Rollins. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Um, one's skinny, one's fat. Who cares? Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. KO isn't fat. He's husky. Pro- properly yeah. proportioned. Um. Obviously, SmackDown was pre-taped. Only interesting thing was Sami Zayn becoming a new Intercontinental Champion. Yep. The only my only takeaway from that whole show is from that match. What did you make of the finish for that? Mm. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Oh, I knew so, what was happening, so I didn't watch it. So Sammy worked the leg. Um, so he was working Shin's left knee on and off during the match. Mm -hmm. Eventually got him into, you know, you know, the spot where they pull him to the corner and wrap the ring around the turnbuckle post. Yep. 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 So does that a few times, then stops Shin calls towards the middle of the ring. And then Shin gets up to try and stand. Mm -hmm. Can't put win on the leg. So Sammy kind of does like a judo trip kind of thing. Okay. And just rolls on top of him one, two, three. That was the end of the match. Huh? It was just, it was a very like. Old school. Yeah, it was, it was just. For Monday, it was a very odd ending. Huh? It was just. We'll see what happens. Very non. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was very odd. I thought, but anyways, um. So let's get to NXT Vengeance Day. 
Um, Pete Dunn goes over on Tony D'Angelo. I'm sure you're happy about that. Yeah. Don't get too excited. Um, uh, Gigi and JC retain the t- women's tag titles over Indy and Persia. Arg. I mean, I'm not a fan of either team, so it didn't matter to me. Uh, Carmella retains over Grimes, mm-hmm. which now begs the question, is Grimes getting called up soon? He better. He fucking better. What's going on? Um, We'll say it was a hell of a match. Yes, agreed. Um, I'd say match of the night, probably. Yes. Um, the tag team you didn't want to win the Dusty Cup won the Dusty Cup. Dusty's spinning in his fucking grave. I'll leave that alone. Um, they had Imperium come out for a promo. It was very odd. Very, very, very oddly placed. Solo Sokoa ends up coming out to challenge Gunta. I think I said that right for him. Yes. To a match, which I'm assuming is tonight. I don't know if it's tonight. It'll be in the next couple of weeks. Let me me pull up WWE.com. I think the only things that have been announced for tonight are um, come here to see the beginning of the women's dusty cup and the, uh, and uh, Chompa Ziggler. Yeah. Chompa Ziggler. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Oh, I think they're doing L.A. Knight, Grayson Waller tonight. Yes, yes, they are. Yes. Yeah, that's the only things that have been announced. They're those three things. Ciampa, Ziggler, L.A. Knight, Grayson Waller, and the start of the Dusty Classic, which I'll bring up the bracket in just a moment. Um, Let's wrap up Vengeance Day. Um, Braun Breaker retains. Well, no, they did the face-off between L.A. Knight and Grayson Waller. Oh, right, because they had the whole... They basically... They they went the... What you said about restraining orders and... I don't know how hey, they... Look, someone, ap- someone approached Bruce Prichard and went, dude, you don't know how restraining orders work. I don't know how they do it in Australia. <laughs> Fucking... That was the devil's... In Australia, there's one way! Shut the fuck up. Ah. Uh... And then Braun Breaker retains over Santos. I think for a second about who he who he beat. Dude. Okay, number one. If you haven't noticed, um, you can tell they start. You can tell like they're starting to get more actual paying fans at NXT. Thank God. They made, but they they changed the format of the arena. They added more chairs, and now if you notice, the entranceway and the the size around the ring is a lot smaller. Yes, it is. Like it's like old Crockett. Like there's like this much space. Yeah. Like yeah. which could be dangerous for guys. At no time. shit. Um, but so they you can tell, and there were there were more paying customers than there were family and friends in that crowd. Because they're booing the shit out of Braun Breaker. Serious. And well, that's the thing too, is like you're playing up the fact that you got okay, so you got Legato coming out. You got Legato's new emblem is the Latino World Order emblem. Just with LDF with the colors. You have Santos come out in the fucking Mexican fucking poncho. You keep making reference to the fact that it's the anniversary of the day Eddie Guerrero beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Mm-hmm. You have Santos doing Eddie's moves. 
to mm-hmm. like, Eddie goes up for the fucking frog splash and does the fucking Eddie. Mm-hmm. So even though he's a heel, you're doing all this stuff that is associated with one of the biggest baby faces of a legend. And you are in Florida where there is a very large Hispanic population that goes to wrestling shows for $5. Mm-hmm. And that is why Braun Breaker was getting booed out of that fucking building. Because you need to realize that Bruce Pritchard is in John Laurinaitis and Vince McMahon are not the audience. They're not who you're placating. They're not who the wrestlers are placating to. The wrestlers are placating to the people that paid to be there. And that's why you've got a Latino population and you put this dude against, uh, you put someone, a green as fuck motherfucker against someone as storied as fucking, as Santos is having done all his shit in Japan before coming to WWE, not Japan, in Mexico. And then you just, you shit on him in front of his core demographic. Like, and this is the way it's going to be when they go on the house shows. When they start doing the fucking loop of Florida house shows for NXT, Ron's going to get booed everywhere he goes. Because people don't want him. You know what's going to be brutal? What? The takeover they're going to do in Dallas. Are they doing the takeover in Dallas? Or are they doing it? Or are they pre-taping it and doing it in I think Florida? If I remember correctly, they're doing it in Dallas. I'd like oh, to see no. that, but I don't know. I'm going to take a look here. He's old. I think I'm pretty sure they're calling it stand and deliver again this year. <sighs> Anyways, I, I, that's just the whole thing is man. Yeah. It's, I was like sitting there watching. I was like, damn, I was like, thank God I'm not the only one. Because, like, the kid's not ready. Same thing with the Creed brothers. And, like, you could tell, like, there were people that, what do you call it? There, it was the friends and family chanting for the Creeds, and the whole rest of the crowd wanted MSK. Like, NXT Stand and Deliver taking place at the America Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> the afternoon of day one of WrestleMania. Holy shit. So they're doing an NXT show as their matinee to lead into day one of Mania at... Dude, Braun Breaker's going to get eaten alive. Yep. He's going to get eaten alive. Because you're, here's, here's like the international WWE audience. Here's, 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 here's the other hypothetical to it. Well, I don't know how international it's really going to be because you still... I, it's it, dude. There's it's WrestleMania. Certain, oh, it's, I agree. I agree. But there's there's still gonna be. I think there's still gonna be at least some countries with some kind of COVID re- travel restrictions, right? Probably, but as far I think as the it UK goes, would, like, for example, right. But like you see, a lot of people come from around the world for WrestleMania weekend. Oh, I agree. I agree. So you're going. You're going to have a. You're going to have a very large melting pot. It's not going to be the friends and family crowd from Florida. None. Oh, like you're. Oh, gonna God. Learn. Oh, they're, they're gonna learn. Yeah, he's gonna learn today. 
Like um, you bet, you bet. Oh God, it's oh God, I'm frothing at the mouth. So let I know, I know we have. Oh Jesus, that's an evil. I know that look. Um, <laughs> I know that look way too well. Um, all you need is your cane. Um, so <laughs> not there yet. <laughs> we are. Let's just call it five weeks out. Mm-hmm. You already had him beat Santos. Yeah. Are we playing towards a Breaker Champa Ziggler match? That's what or it seems like. Else? That's what it seems like. But at the same time, it looks like Champa is actually going to be doing some main roster shit. So I don't know what's going on. And right now we're playing towards Dunn and Carmelo. It looks like probably. Yep. Yep. Um, the women's tag titles. That's going to be whoever wins the Dusty Classic. I just it's, it's going to be it's going to be fucking EO and uh, uh, EO and uh, Kaylee Ray. And I'll pull that bracket up in a second. <sighs> Mandy Rose. I mean, who she's really going to get booed out of the building. I think who the fuck would even face Mandy at this point? Who knows? I mean, do they do Raquel again? If they try to encourage Jade, that shit's going to get, Oh God, the crowd is going to eat the both of them alive. I just had a brilliant fucking idea, but I don't know what her status is right now. What? I want you to try to think of someone who's injured right now mm-hmm. and could be willing to go back to NXT for a run. Asuka? Would be nice. Since she never lost the belt, technically? Yep. Just the thought. Just the thought. Would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um... What else? Men's tag titles depends on if they cash in Creed on free TV or if they cash in that at they might stretch that to stand and deliver. No, I, they gotta get they gotta squash that early and have Imperium work actual guys for a takeover. Creed brothers are okay. not ready. So let's hypothetically say that happens on free TV in the next couple weeks. Who do you put in there? Briggs and Jensen. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could work. So let me go back to the NXT title. Chomp and Ziggler sounds like more of a question mark than it was in previous weeks. Yeah. So... Candice did just pop out the baby... No, I think Johnny would come back for a spot to take out Waller and then show up day after Mania. By the way, congrats to Johnny and Candice. Yep. With uh, Quill. Quill, Quill yep. Gargano. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, you mentioned the Women's Dusty Classic. Here's the bracket, by the way. So, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray versus Last Legend and Mario Miller. Gee, I oh, wonder God. who's winning that. Gee, Last Legend fucking hasn't even had a match on TV yet. I thought she had won. I could be wrong. Uh, or was that or was on 205 Live? I might have been 205 Live. Probably 205 Live. 
Um, then we have Ivy Nyland, Tatum Paxley. Who the fuck Tatum Paxley is? Don't know. Don't. Care. So uh, I'll get to Tatum Paxley because that was uh, NXT level up. Okay. Uh, against Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. Gee, I wonder who's winning that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only real question mark would be the indie Persia versus Wendy and Dakota. Because you could go with the oddball team winning that match. True. Just for the sake of having the oddball team win mm-hmm. with Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. And then you have Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez against the, uh, what is it? The Brazilian and the Argentinian or some shit. Argentinian, yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, Leon and Ferros. Um, so basically, what I'm looking at here is EO and Kaylee Ray mm-hmm. against Cole and, and Raquel. Uh, probably. Because I don't see them going back to the well with Indy and Persia. I don't see them having Wendy and Dakota Kai get past the semifinals, if that. Nah. So it's pretty much setting up for EO and Kaylee Ray versus Cora and Raquel. Yeah. I just hate the fact that the Dusty Classic has been so reduced. Like it used to be a much bigger bracket. And they used to bring in guys and like form teams for it. And the and the thing was they would have qualifiers happen on like the house shows or whatever. Like, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. But now it's just shite. But yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, is that so? Titus. Titus. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah, I just, I'm, so the next few weeks are going to be interesting to tell the truth about what's going on in Dallas, basically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, that was actually, so I watched the first episode of NXT Level Up on Friday night. Um, so there's something really odd about Level Up. First of all, it's only a half hour from what I remember you saying. Yeah, it was only a half hour, which kind of, I think, uh, I don't know if that's going to be permanent or it's just because it was the first episode. Um, they have a weird schedule for it. It airs live on Peacock Friday nights at 10, which I love. But the replay is on Hulu. It's not on Peacock. That's stupid. I think that has something to do with the fact that the way things were worked out with the, with the, um, um, what do you call it? The contract with Hulu. Cause like it's still, there's still oh, a WWE yeah, contract yeah. with Hulu currently. And I think it, because it's a new program, right. That makes sense. They have to put it on there for now until that, because that's expiring in a couple of months. And Quinn McKay, she's our ring announcer, right? Yep. Yep. Interesting. How was she? She was all right. Okay. Kelly Kincaid, correct? Yes, Kelly Kincaid. But yeah, uh, but so they had a women's Fucking tag man. team squash match, and they brought out Ivy Nidal and Tatum Paxley. Um, I don't know if Tatum Paxley is part of the Diamond Mine or not. That's um, why I'm what, like, I don't know. What she is is great value, Kaylee Ray. Oh fuck all. Yeah, it's kind of. I was just like, why do they have her when they have Kaylee Ray? Like, it's the same gimmick. Same look. Like, dude. But, yeah. So, there was that squash match. Uh, Harlan had a squash match. Right. And then the uh, the main event was Kushida and Idris Anofe. And I will say this. That match was the best thing that's been on wrestling programming all week. 
WWE, AEW, everything. That match was the best match that's been on programming all week. Okay. And they've got something with Idris Anofe if he keeps going on the path that he's going. He's got a great look. Kushida brought up Kushida had a hell of a match with him. Kushida put him over. Um, they did a they did a respect spot afterwards, and they basically like teased like a jacket time versus black and uh blade and an okay and an tag match. Uh, which you know, we'll see how it is. The only thing that I had a problem with level up was um, and especially because it didn't air live, they taped it before Vengeance Day. Whoever did the editing fucked up because you couldn't hear the commentary. Oh yeah, yeah, you didn't mention that. Yeah, like it sounded like the uh, you were the commentary was just getting picked up by the ring mics. Who are they using? Are they using Wade and Vic for? Uh, no, they were using. I think it was Vic and Nigel. Nigel. Yeah. I didn't even know Nigel was still around. Oh yeah. Oh right, he's been doing NXT UK, hasn't he? Right, which I'm pretty sure he records. Like he recorded, right, 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 right. yeah, yeah, hmm. but yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'll have to try to check it out live then because I don't have Hulu yet. So uh, yeah, get into that. Right, but like I said, if they if they transfer over to an hour long program, that's the program where they should be using the greener of the fucking guys in NXT, and that that's why that program worked out well. Harland had a good squash match. You know, they did, they, they, they introduced this Tatum Paxley chick and it's, you know, on the secondary show, like that's what you do. Right, right, right. That's what they should stick to. Um, only real piece of news I think we're covering other than what we've already done. Um, I told you this was going to happen. You didn't think it was going to. Uh, Ring of Honor is putting CM Punk in their oh, yeah. game. They, they're blowing their load on that first year class. I don't have to tell you, man. Now my question is, are these people actually going to be there or are like Danielson and Punk just going to like pre-record fucking thank you speeches and send them in? Isn't that what they did for uh, Final Battle when they did the whole thing? Yeah. Um, by the way, did you see that Drake Maverick got rehired by WWE for the creative team? Did he? Yes. Good. He's probably been there for a few weeks now, but they just announced it. Good. In the last 24 hours. Good. It's good to have an actual wrestler on your fucking creative team. Fair. That's very, very fair. Uh, is there... You see Stephen Amell throwing shade at John Cena? Who threw shade at John Cena? Stephen Amell. Oh, for fucking what? Because apparently, and I haven't watched the show yet, but apparently there was a teaser in the season finale of Peacemaker where they made reference to Green Arrow because oh. it's the DC Universe. Okay. And... <clears throat> I guess someone asked Stephen Amell if he had seen it and he wrote something on Twitter about no, because I'm showing people what actual wrestling looks like because he has the show heels, which we've already covered on this show. I can't fucking right. stand to the point where I didn't even finish watching the first season. Right. So yeah, apparently Stephen Amell is a little boo-hooey that John Cena is better at him than everything. Oh, fuck off, Stephen. 
Oh, there is one other thing I want to touch on. Did you see this new fucking reality series that WWE is doing? Huh? There was a YouTube trailer put out of it. And this reality show, there's no fucking way this is a PG reality show that they're putting out. Oh, it's on Peacock. It doesn't need to be. Corey Graves and Carmella. Oh, Christ out of fuck. No. Yes. Ugh. We already had bootleg Miz and Mrs. with Roads to the Top. Now we're going to have bootleg Roads to the Top? It's starting off, I think it's next week is the first episode they're airing. Oh, fuck that shit. All I know is that the one minute, I think it was like 15 seconds, whatever the fuck the preview trailer was. All I know is that included two or three times I went back to the same scene of Corey being in the shower asking Carmella to get in. And they had a blurred out visual of sex toys on the ground. Yeah, good idea. Have a reality show cast. I hope there's no, uh, have a reality show going on. I hope there's no females on the crew. You know why? Because Corey will cheat on Carmella with one of the crew, just like he cheated on his fucking wife with Carmella. Oh, boy. I knew we were going that way. I knew you were going to go that direction. I should have left it alone. Well, you know, because all the Marks want to fucking side with Corey when, no, guess what? Corey's wife had a shop here in Connecticut. Corey's wife was a fucking sweetheart, and she got run out of this fucking state by that son of a bitch. Hydrate. I feel like I had the Wendy Chu gimmick before Wendy Chu showed it on TV. <laughs> Except it's not boba tea, it's fucking water. <laughs> Any hooser. Any other wrestling related stuff you need to touch on before we log MLW was stupid because <laughs> they signed Leo Rush again. Bingo balls, baby. <laughs> They've got all three there now. They got Leo, ACH, and Davey Richards. By the way, Swerve is appearing everywhere under the sun. Good. He, he appeared at to. a New Japan show over the weekend. I'm happy for him. We already mentioned how he's booked at Defy. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, the, the, like I said last week, the fact that Tony Khan fucking went and signed a 16-year-old on a show where, where fucking Swerve was, Swerve should have gotten that fucking contract. Oh, speaking of Leo Rush, I think he's been booked against Leo Rush at the next Terminus show that yes. Gresham's running. Yep. Which I think is March 12th, I want to say. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I want to say yeah. it's, yeah, the second Saturday of March. Um, Yeah, that's good for Swerve. He deserves better, but good for Swerve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that all being said, that wraps up episode 38 of White Heat. Presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by our good friends at Mohawk Honda and Johnstone Supply. It's going to be a very telling next seven days of wrestling, I feel. Uh huh. For a multitude of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, the most notable of which, in my opinion, we got to figure out where the fuck NXT is going heading into Dallas. Right. And that path all starts tonight, I feel like, as we're recording this on Tuesday, the 22nd of February. Yep. Uh, yeah. That being said, JJ, enjoy your week. I'll try. 
don't do anything I wouldn't do, which is a very limited list. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Say goodbye, JJ. Goodbye, JJ.